0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: All I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front, my face on the front page. Only if I had one gun, one girl, and one crib, one God to show me how to do things. His son did pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip, I'll make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, man violence. Who so I'm going to body this hood, politics, acknowledge it, leave bodies chopped up in garbage seeds, watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police, watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one I duck, could it be my time is up with my love. I got up. The cop shot again. Bust stop glass bursts. A fiend drops as Heineken. shame between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out. I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rep. To the death of it. To everybody. Come on. Little niggas is grown. Look rats. Don't abortion your womb. We need more warriors soon. sit from the stars. Sun and the moon. And it's like a police chaser. Street sweepers and coppers. Sick of kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die what now now this is what now what nigger the time is yeah, sad all i need is one mic one mic one mic one mic all i need is one mic one mic one mic all i need i all i need is one mic all I need, niggas. All I need is one mic yeah. all i need is one blunt one page of one
2: Yo, peace. All powers for oppressed people, African power to an African people, but we kuso Wake up, clean up, king up, queen up, and stand up. It's your brother Yang and Kruma, man, coming another day, coming another Tuesday on Let's Talk About It, coming with my sister Makeda and my brother Shaka. We're going to wait for him to just pop right in in a moment. Uh, but today's show, we're talking politics. We're talking politics, and I couldn't think of a better, you know, this couldn't be a better show I'm excited about. The guest that Sister Makeda is going to bring on, you know, um, I don't want to spoil it, and I I don't have all the information, but I believe they're running, uh, this particular sister uh, is running for an office in her locale, man. So I'm I'm excited about her coming on, getting her take, and seeing what type of changes she's going to make uh, in the community and her general constituency or the people that she services. There again, man, what's up? You know, you're on, you're listening to Let's Talk About It. We're talking about the politics. And why is this important? Whether you, you know my take. You know why I think it's important. Because I believe whether you get involved directly or, um, you know, acknowledge it or whatever, politics addresses you. There's no way around it. Wakusu, cool Wakusu, cool brother, what's going on, Shaka? Hey, Wakusu,
3: cool I got Sister Makita here with me on the line. We had to do the join-up thing to call. Sister McKay,
4: are you there? okay. I am here. I am okay. I'm here. How y'all doing? All right, all right. We're all We're going here. just as promised. Black just in effect. Just as promised. Black we got effect.
2: Black in effect. We got my sister, our sister McKay on the phone. I was on a little earlier just telling her we're waiting on them, and your guests couldn't be more on time. Us going into the election season, us, you know, everything with the politics, man, to have somebody on that is actually directly involved. So I, listen, let me turn it over to you, Makeda. Hey, boom, you're on with us. Yeah. Tell us what's going on, what's going down, man. I'm amped. Hmm. Makeda, you there?
4: Right. Well, y'all know I I had been uh, brewing and stewing over an announcement for the past few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you know, itching to get it out. And I'm beyond elated to be able to, um, get this donkey off my back this evening. <laughs> By being the first to interview our guest about her big news to St. Louis African community and um even on a grander scale, you know, any Africans about being solution based and self-determined anywhere across this country, you know, um we don't always we don't always agree with using the political apparatus as it as it is, but you know, we have to figure out how to take up all that space, you know. So I'm I'm so happy, and I want to introduce oh, yeah. you all to my sister comrade um, and soon-to-be 3rd ward alder person, Herdoja Columbae Bentham, um, who's going to be joining us tonight uh, on the line.
2: Okay, okay,
0: okay. All, all right.
2: right. Oh, right, that's what's up, man. Well, well, well. greetings incumbent all the person. We're going to already claim that. All right. We're
5: going to claim that. We're yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> to <didn't. laughs> you know, And uh, That's right. Salute on I like the way that already, sounds. You know? Yeah, we
6: coming in like Muhammad
3: yes. Ali. We are the greatest. We already knocked them out. They just don't know.
4: <laughs> I like the way that sounds. Good evening, Kalambai. How are you?
6: Good evening. Good Uhuru, okay. I would like to say Uhuru. All
4: right. No, we, we hold you down. you hold us down. Yes. Uhuru. uhuru. Um, I just,
6: I really want to express my appreciation for being able to speak on this platform. So I just really want to, you know, just really um, express my deepest appreciation to all of you and giving me this opportunity and having a platform, you know, for our people, like taking time out of your day you know, laying out, you know, this program, this is not something that just fly by night. So I know y'all put time into this for our people um, because the consciousness of our people is have to be in front of us constantly all the time to be able to bring political education and conversations and platforms like this is very, very important. Um, This is guerrilla warfare. So it's a battle of ideas right now. And so having this um, show I just really want to express my appreciation to all you comrades. Uhuru. 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 Uhuru.
1: Uhuru.
4: Uhuru. 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 Well, I want to get into it, y'all. Wait a minute. First of all, y'all should know that tonight is her. Today is her birthday. Um, she is her oh man! Birthday. Yeah, happy so, birthday. Uh, man. Happy solo
2: return. That's what's
4: up, man. Happy birthday! Yeah. That's right. Right, right. So we want to get in and, and give her some time to go ahead and kick it tonight too. So I just wanted to, you know, really bring bring her in to ask her some questions and let her expound on, you know, what it is that she came into this thing about, you know, she, she really got into this fight for. I know her personally. I know Cardoja right, right. Columbay Bentham personally. And I know that she is a very sincere, you know, uh uh someone. She's not a politician, you know, but she is very much a revolutionary. And I just want her to found on, you know, what brought her into the into this race for public office and you know, how do we get to this place where as revolutionaries we are, you know, taking up this space like this, you know. The floor is yours, Columbia. Yes. Um
6: so, then, um, me and my comrade go way back, like, from day one. I'm trying to go back in my mind right now and think about, you know, when I first met met you, comrade. Um, you know, I just want to try to go back and try to, like, just um, give a backdrop of who I am, who is Herdosha Columbayi Bentham. And, um, you know, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, um, born and raised, um, my parents were married for over fifty one years and I was definitely a daddy's little girl and I lost my father on April fourth, um, the beginning of the coronavirus, the same day that I lost my comrade in New York, um, just seeing how uh this Corona colonial virus, you know, um flew through the African community and just having front row seats on this and um my mother, you know, um was an evangelist, Church and God in Christ, so I wanted to inspire to be my mom, and um I lost, my parents had five kids, and I have um three brothers and one sister, and my two older brothers, uh, one died in 95, and the other one died in 97. They both did not see 25, and um that rocked me at a very early age, and I was 16, 17, when I experienced that. And then my brother that is still alive and um, was the youngest of the three boys because they were all one year apart, Um, he went to jail in 92 and he wasn't even 19 and, you know, did 27 consecutive years in um, penitentiary, you know, for having um, a piece of crack um, that was sold on the street for $20. So I had front row seats to see that something is terribly wrong because my parents were good people. Black people are good people. And this is the conditions and experiences that we have because my story is not unusual. It's the tales of the hood. Uh, As my mama says, I'm calling the hood is the community. It's the tales of our black community. Um, And so uh, not having, um, much political education or any political education to understand my blackness. um, I prescribed to um, the Bible, the only way that I could see myself, you know, um, but still was raised by two two African people that um, I definitely credit my mom and my father always teaching me like, you know, like stand for what you believe in and, you know, never let nobody bully you and fight back. But, you know, never hearing Marcus Garvey or Panthers, you know. But I knew the sixty-six books of the Bible, and I knew Jesus, and I knew Moses, and I I, I prescribed to the Bible not because uh, it was just given to me as a child, but anything I did, I want I got deep in it, you know. And so that was my right. earliest um, organizing um, that I did right. as an evangelist and being in the church and putting the gospel out, and um. I August 9th, when Mike Brown was murdered, I had the pleasure of meeting Chairman Amala Yeshatella at a at a protest, and for the first time in my life, I really heard somebody speaking to the core contradiction. And the minute he was talking about colonialism and explaining it, boom! I seen my whole life flash before my eyes, every experience I ever experienced, all my tears, everything. I had an emotional fit that day when I met that man. Right. And it hit right. me, like, this is why I was, this is why we angry with Mike Brown, it symbolized a struggle that goes way before Mike Brown, you know what I'm saying? And it continues after Mike Brown. And, um, right. you know, um, I joined the, the movement and, um, you know, just really started of understand politically that everything's political, no matter if we like it or not. So right. either you're going to play right. or you're going to be playing. <laughs> right So cutting me off is i too long <laughs> Like I don't know
4: um, um, Right hey.
6: <laughs> but how, you no, do you, you how do you go
4: from So how I, do you go from being That You know uh, That aspiring evangelist And then You know flipping it and, and not just how do you go from being That are you do you find yourself As fervent A revolutionary as you were, you know, in the church,
6: man. um, I just, you know, I really, really want to say that it is not an understatement. Political education, you know, um, because we making political moves with our lives every day, no matter if you know it or not.
0: And so, having a
6: political mind that that you do not, you know, I, you know, take somebody else's um, line you know, uh, and make it your own and it work against your interest and you think it's working for you because this social system would tell you that, you know, getting a big house and, you know, having this and having that, them inspiring things is the most important thing. And that's how you know who you are or if you accomplish it or not. But to get those things mean that you are part of a social system that is crushing your people and somebody has to stay poor for you to stay Above it, because that's what we live in—capitalism—and so, like, it's very important. Political education is critical, and that changed my life. I, you know, um, really being able to um, have a political line and be able to see the world as it is, and not as how I want to see it, but exactly Brian. what it is.
2: Right. I was. I have a question because I, man, I think this is wonderful, and you answered one of them. I had two. But you answered one of them. My first question that you answered, I hope everyone was listening, is why it's important to at least be aware of politics. You know, I'm a revolutionary, so I definitely, you know, like I always give that disclaim, I don't believe the total solution is going to be found in the system like the sister is saying. You, the system involves you, even if you're not involved. So, you know, you would be a fool. I always equate it to the street thing. How are you going to have a sucker going in your pocket you don't know who the sucker he is or what, why he's taking your money or what he's spending it on. That's the government. The bank, at least be hip to a lot of suckers in your pocket. Um, so she answered that question. But here I have a question for you, sister. And and say your name, one with the Columbina. Good. Yeah,
6: Columbaina.
2: Columbai. Columbaina. Columbaina. Okay. Sister Columbaina, if you could explain two things. Um, first, uh, you explained to me the importance of politics, but what are you doing? to uh, inspire your constituency to get involved, to get out there, not just to be aware because it takes votes to put you in your your office, but what are you doing to inspire the constituency or the people in your area to get involved and to vote? And then secondly, if you could explain to our listeners exactly the office you're running for, what is it that an older person does?
6: Those are great questions. I really want to appreciate both of those questions. And the first thing is, you know, I'm not a politician, you know, um, I'm an activist. So I'm very active on the ground um, in my community and have been, you know, like really living amongst the people. So right now, um, you know, my comrade, uh, we have a child care collective because there's a lot of parents that got to go to work and their kids have to log on to these laptops and they have to educate their kids. Um, and it's also allowing us to tap out of their social system and help people to see that we can do it ourselves. Um, and, you know, it's getting bigger than us, you know, fast, that we're looking for locations, um, it's, you know, um, and things like that. And even beyond, you know, COVID, um, educating our own kids is the is the answer. And so, like, this is making, um, these are things that we're doing in the community because it helps the people to see that, Um, I'm going to answer both questions kind of together as I answer this, Um, and it's part of my platform, is, you know, uh, you know, we need Black community control over the schools, and so, like, what we're doing and have been doing with having a child care collective and even beyond this, we had, like, um, free child care on weekends, so parents, you know, mothers, fathers should be able to have some time away from their kids and be able to Participate in doing whatever, and so having the free child care where we can educate our kids about economic development and, um, you know, things like that, because the education is very critical to me, because I graduated from these people's schools, and um, I've seen how if you talk a certain way and be a certain way, you can get all the age you want when white people feel like you have a talent for them, and I was a cheerleader, so, um you know, I left faith schools with not having the knowledge that I needed to. And then my sister, you know, I seen how they hurry up and she ended up dropping out and how um, the, the the school system do our uh, youth all the time, especially, you know, black men. And so us really being able to educate our own kids is critical. It's critical. And so this is what I'm doing right now. And then as the older person, you have more um, power to be able to say, okay, you know, we have that school down there, you know what I'm saying, let me, um, you know, reverse some of these resources that's going to the police budget that we keep giving them more money, you know what I'm saying, and put it into that school. Um, the all the person in St. Louis um, controls um, who comes into um, the ward, you know what I'm saying, they try to tell you they don't, but they do because when we were trying to get a property you know, uh, we have to, anybody to get a property has to get the all the person to sign off on it. And the, all the person um, is what they use, the LRA use as a buffer between the people and this all the person that's supposed to be black and for you. But he works to get money from the big developers um, to get the property and not the people in the community. You see what I'm saying? And so um, that's one thing that I'm doing. Another thing is we have rallies. Sunday records, every Sunday we feed the community and we have free clothes and beyond that, not just free, because I think it's really critical that, that we don't continue to make, um, uh, you know, we don't continue to have EGT lines, but we want to teach our people economic development. We want them to be able That's to right. sustain themselves. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to, you understand that people are living off barely five dollars a day, right. but they want to participate, you know, we have money to go buy our drugs and everything else. So we have to make we have to make an investment in our freedom as well. So we have like five dollar bag there. They can get a bag, put as many clothes in there as they want for five dollars. And then they need to understand that this is a seed that you planted into Black Power. Like this is ours. This is our building. You know what I'm saying? You hear my horror or his horror. I had it here on myself. Um right. St. Louis. But um these are things that I'm doing and have we have been doing. Um, before um because we didn't just wake up one day and say "Let's run for office you know um but we see that we have to um, bring the people to a consciousness of power and um un- you know they are glued to this Democrat and republican um uh platform, and so we have to engage in it would never sell out the long term goal, which is complete liberation uh, for short-term interest. So this, um, you know, running for office is to be able to expose the contradiction, you know what I'm saying, and make it extremely important for them to do business as usual. And the people come to a consciousness for getting power and territory and building economic development, learning how to grow our own land, you know what I'm saying, having territory. This is critical, you know what I'm saying, to the development of our complete liberation. I hope I did a okay job answering your question. Right, right, right.
2: Yes. On point. Right on.
3: Oh, yeah. cool, first of all, congratulations on your earth day. Congratulations on running for office and as a revolutionary yes, a I know
6: thing. I know who you are and it's a pleasure yeah. being here with you. But go ahead so
3: and <laughs> I feel like I know that <laughs> <But> go ahead.
6: <laughs> Same
3: here. <laughs> you know, um, it's like a because I was with Brother Divine Allah when I was in the party and we he was running for the same position in Trenton, and we came real close, like one vote, really, like a vote. So I see the power in that, and I want to, you know, just pick it up to you indefinite. But um, I'm going to ask you a question that I want our people to be comfortable with asking whoever is running. That is, what mm-hmm. exactly is your agenda, and how does my vote benefit me giving it to you as opposed to giving it to
6: someone else? That's a great question, and everybody should ask themselves that. And if we all asked ourselves that question, we would have less <coughs> bootlickers in office right now. We cannot mm-hmm. vote for people because they're in our family. They got a nice smile. Um, and this is the culture of Black people voting because, you know, our ancestors died for it, so I got to vote. And so then we are slaves to the Democrat Party so I just really want to appreciate that question and just really unite with what you said, that this is a question that all us should ask everybody when we give them our vote, because you're doing a lot when you do this, when you put this person in this kind of power position, you know what I'm saying? They down there like representing you. And so, you know, what I tend to do is I want everybody to know who vote for me that I'm not, I'm fighting for all the people of the third ward, not a sector of the community. I'm not, I don't have um, any favors for the five percent of the people of uh, of the third ward that make a certain salary. I'm fighting for the crackhead, um the, the street walker, um, the dope man, um, all of that community. I want to fight for everything um, for everybody in that community, um, not just the sector. You have your so I just really party. really want the listeners to um to understand that so programs to address the issues of our community and to think the resources that we need to see in our community to address the, um, the, the poverty, um, and address the, um, you know, the drug treatment, um, therapy, whatever we need as a people, I want it in the third war. Gotcha. And so gotcha. I think right I really want um, people um, to understand that. And so, um, I also, uh, believe in reparations. You know what I'm saying? I want every person in the third ward to get reparation. And reparation right. um, right. look like um, in the third ward is the LRA. Um, it's a land bank for those that's not in St. Louis. It's a land bank of properties that are taken by the state, by the city, um, that might have a lien on it or they just write tickets on you. Um, and this is the way that they use the gentrification Um, And then they would sell these properties for a little or nothing because they um, took the property, the uh, the value of the property down. Um, And then crooks like Paul McKee and other um, big time um, corporations to come in and buy up a whole community. Um, And so it's really difficult for the, you know, um, the average person in this community to buy a property, even though it's one hundred dollars. They have you jumping through so many loops and showing them so many different things that you can't even get it. So right, that need right. to be controlled by the people, you know, that's our community, you know, so reparations look like us being able to control it. What that looked like a board, a committee of right. every person, every ward having a representative from that community that we voted on that decide what that process even looked like. So it's designed right. by the people the people can participate in it, not designed by the big developers, and the ruling class continues to just do stuff to us, and we can't do anything about it. So, so wait so, a minute. Um, wait, it
3: sounds to me like you're talking about real democracy here. I'm hearing a lot of Democratic talk, and you're not the Democratic Party. But I'm hearing more Democratic talk yes. from you than from the Democratic Party. Hmm, that's something to think about, y'all.
6: <laughs> right, and so I just really um, think it's important that the um, people understand that voting for me means that mm-hmm. you're gonna have to fight with Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You That's have to right. fight with me. I'm not going to promise you that I can fix everything in the third ward single handed by myself because we voted. When you vote for me, you're saying that we are going to fight for our community together. That's right. That is super critical. we we gonna have to form these boards. You're gonna have to come to the town hall meeting and hold me accountable and make sure that we have timelines on how we see these, this thing. You're going to have to participate right. in saying what you want your community to look like. I want your participation. I need you to be down there because I don't want to be looking at my heart saying I'm righteous by, by judging myself. You, because it's life or death. It's life That's or right. death now. That's right. And so we have to hold people accountable. So I want to be held accountable by my vote when you vote for me. Man. Man. Right. man, you got
3: my vote. You got my vote. I'm i in. That that is that's the best thing I've, what about right, you? Nick? I think right. that's the most honest it's not even a campaign, it's just raw honesty. <laughs> like, you know, most people want to hear they well I plan one and then my step, the next step is this. My next step is that. But this system just gave you raw honesty. In other words, if I get in, we get in. And if I work, we work and if I win, we win.
4: Exactly.
3: We can't get them more clearer than that, people. You know, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it.
7: Exactly.
2: <laughs> all power right.
3: to the politics people. Um, it's what politics should be in our
2: community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't all agree right, more. Right, I love right. the fact all, that all, you're working all with... All all the people. All power to all the people. I love the fact that you're working with, um, you know, everybody in the community. But now that education, that's your number one issue on the um, platform. And, and if it is, why... Is that the most paramount thing for you? Well,
6: the, it's not the first thing on my platform. I kind of went all over the place. But the first point on my platform is reparations. Second one oh, is okay. clean up our alley. Third, everything on my platform to me um, is important. I don't know how to put a number on anything because they all so important. That. But, you know, we have to have they all tie together because reparations helps. The whole the crime in St. Louis. You right. know, people watch mm-hmm. the news. I'm affected mm-hmm. by it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what put me in the game. They put me in the game, Coach, mm-hmm. when they killed my brother.
4: Right.
1: You know, yeah.
6: and I, that's what I said. It. it was not just the African that pulled the trigger. You know, like I'm fighting for the African, actually, that pulled the trigger. Because I have I've been on you. both sides. I know how I feel to be the family of the one that have took someone else's family member life. And I know how I feel to be the family that's sitting on the front row. real talk
2: mm. yeah right. no matter right.
6: which side you own right you know what I'm saying you see yeah,
2: you're affected by you it. see
6: a blatant you're two America. and I got a problem with that,
5: that's right,
2: you know what right I'm saying, on.
6: so they all tie together. I don't know which one is so education is important like i said i was I went to, you know they have a they shut down so many of our schools and um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a success story and, and, and i was a fierce fighter all the time. And so I went to Parkway North. I graduated from Nate school. I had a scholarship. I went to Bradley uni, uh, University, but I barely knew how to read. And it was it was coming into organization mm. that where I didn't want to hide it no more. Like I worked for doctors. Mm. I worked for lawyers. You know what I'm saying? I accomplished so much in my life because I always put my good foot forward. You know what I'm saying? I shock myself on what I get done. But I met I know so much people in our community right now that have literacy issues. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want that. That hits your confidence in a way that I don't want that. And I see so many young people that I'm dealing with even right now where they not challenged. We have to make reading yeah. like the cool thing, mm-hmm. not the right. Xbox. But we have to teach them that exactly. there's so many secrets and treasures mm-hmm. and so much to explore with a book that they have to be like the dopest thing ever. And right. so like mm-hmm. education is critical because I know what I lost Absolutely. and I had to take it all back. Everything they took from me, I'm taking back and they try to take our education. Like they really, because they, we ain't, teach, they ain't teaching us Big nothing. Job. You know, we have to be it able is. to control the, you know, they have to understand why they they don't, they not, they not connected to these stories of what they teaching them, the lies.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right Big time I, I can remember And and throw this little he- Antidote in there You know And I can appreciate Everything you said Because coming up Yeah I came in The black Muslim household My father was a Panther But I was a knucklehead I didn't get my act together The highest so-called Formal education I completed Was eighth grade That's it
0: But I've had the
2: opportunity I've been afforded The pleasure <clears throat> To speak on at a Morehouse campus Man To rap to people You wouldn't believe and it just always I'm like you, Susan, it astonishes the hell out of me when I'm doing I just get tickled, you know. But I said that to say I agree with the point where shit. said when I look back on it, it was the fact I wasn't challenged. I was in advanced mm-hmm. social studies just because I like to challenge mm-hmm. the teacher. You know, I grew up in a household with black facts. So I was in advanced social mm-hmm. studies because I like to go at it at the teacher. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. But in every other class, I was LD and BD. We used to call it little dummies and big dummies and no offense to but that was learning disability, wow. and behavior disability, you know? Yeah, oh, I yeah. Did it, but the sister hit it. Uh, but here's a question, but I did have a question that statement. So I wanted to say that that I really can appreciate uh, what, you, what, what you've accomplished, and it just speaks volumes to the African spirit in us. Because like you said, you know so many people like us that just formal education, if we were judged by that, man, they'd throw us away. But when they just look at our achievements, you know, one of my shades and one of my magics is my, my voice and my language. So just when they look at what we accomplished, you know, but we shouldn't be astonished. We just have to know we have to shake this colonialist school teachings off us that hold us back anyway and tap into the real African potential. But listen, here's what I wanted to ask because I can get carried away. Um, what is the demograph, uh, the demographics of the third ward? And what are you proposing to people that aren't of African descent or melanated people? What
4: are, what are you
2: what are you offering them to entice their vote?
6: To be human again.
2: Right That's no. all uh, I got
6: for them. It's for them to be human. Okay.
3: <laughs> well, cool. too.
8: <laughs> you know, and what I mean yeah. by that
6: for any listeners, I ain't trying to be. I I I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to be. Uh, whatever, you know, sarcastic because that's what this white girl asked me when I was doing outreach. And she told me that she had moved to St. Louis um, because she heard about the property being cheap and she lost her job in New York. Her and her partner, you know, moved because they was riding bikes. And I need to know who these white people are in my community and let them know what white people do. You know, they join USM and pay reparations and they go in there and call their family members and tell them they owe reparations And win more reparations um, To pay and work under the leadership Of African people So if you're going to be over here You have to understand that white people pay reparations I mean I'm not listen, I, mean, we, I don't You know that's really It's funny but it's true Like bottom line works. All white people owe reparations you know, um, right. and yeah, I mean, I
4: don't know. Well, you, I, I the right anyway, you to for the for
2: place, sister. Everybody the same way. Yeah. <clears throat> it 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 may be something you want to listen, sister. You know, we always encourage listeners to call in and push one and uh, you know have a say. Are you open for some listeners to to uh, press one and engage? Yes. Okay. What about the, what about the fam? Y'all ready? Y'all ready?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it.
2: Okay.
3: Y'all pick up the phone out there now. We need to hear you.
2: Okay. Yeah. We'll need to, 901-5617. Your mic's hot.
5: Hey, how it doing, brother? i Hey, what's good? We're good. We're good. Hey, this Hassan. Hey, brother
3: Hassan. What's up, brother Hassan? How you doing, doing, brother? Good,
5: good. What's good, brother uh, Hassan? I'm doing doing great, doing great. Bless, man. Bless, uh. I am just listening to on the call where the sister was uh was elaborating on why why, she, why folks should vote for her and everything like that. She made some key points though. So I love I love her point that she made. And if I was I promise if I was in St. Louis she'd get my vote quicker tomorrow, Cause what she just said was number touch touching my heart because it, it's the truth and we need what we, we need more women like like this. Like just straight facts. What? No bullshit. Like, yeah, what she touched on,
2: what she did she say it? that just moved you? What what Because, what like, if you was in St. Louis and you said she had your vote, if you were in her ward, third ward, uh, what what was it that she said that, she, that you said, damn, you know what, yeah, this is one of us. I, I can get behind this vote.
5: Yeah. She said what got my attention was if I was to vote for her, what it accounted was, the win was she'll win for us. Not voting for her is not for herself. When you vote for a president, they vote for themselves. You vote for America, you vote for yourself. She said she's for everybody. She ain't for no straight, no straight, colored or nothing like that. She for everybody, for the dope dealers, for the drug dealers, for the for the homeless people, for the night walkers and all that. That what got my attention. That's what I like about. I need mean, we need folks right. like right that. Right up there, you have it's it. For the people.
2: Right on. For the,
5: people. the lumping. You know, I heard not, that,
2: brother. It's, yes, sir.
5: Yes, sir. That's <laughs> for the black community. Uh, because she said she even she just said that when when the white folk moved to her her the neighborhood she she said they had to pay that she she right they have to pay they literally have to pay there it's a it's a fact and that's that's the thing I like about that like she ain't she ain't scared to speak her her mind you know like some women scared to speak so they open their mouth because they 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 took their tail they they scared to speak but she is gonna speak her mind she gonna speak the truth. And that's was she got she got my test yeah. when she did that.
6: What's your name? What's your name, brother? This, my name is Columbayee. And um what's your name? Hassan. Hassan, Hassan. I like that. I got a nephew name Hassan. But Hassan, I just wanted to really um say um I really appreciate that. Um encouraging words because, you know, you know, I'm the people. You know, I'm like it's our story, you know, I'm saying this is our fight. Um, and you exactly right. And I just wanted to speak on, like, African women because I heard you say it. And I just want to say that the issue is it's not that, um, like, I'm some I'm some special thing or anything like that. The thing is that it's been an attack on African women, just like African men. It's been an attack on African people. So our character and what society told us how we're supposed to act or who we're supposed to be, has been embedded <clears throat> in us, it happened even before we took our first breath because science say that babies here are underwater better than they do on earth, and so, like the attack happened when you was in your mother's womb, so African mm-hmm. women have to be engaged in freeing our womb, you know and so um and I, so it's Absolutely. you know when African women don't speak up because that's what capitalism that's what that's what white men beat it in Becky, so we trying to be like Becky and lost our voice. Right. And you know, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of things like that. And so, like, we have to regain our, who we are and everything, you know what I'm saying, through political education, being engaged, because we don't have generation after generation where we didn't have any leaders worth following, you know what I'm saying? And so you have, like, we have a whole they killed Malcolm, they killed the Panthers, and then they ran them out, and they swore we would never say black power again. And so, like, you know, um, I just wanted to say that, it, you know, like, it's, we have to not see it, no gender. You know what I'm saying? We have to see that this is our struggle, and it's been an attack on all of us. And colonialism, how it beat us down and did us, it looked different in our life, but we have to have compassion for one another. Because if you ain't been fucked up by this shit, I'm sorry, I don't know what kind of audience this is. Forgive me. It's all Lord. right.
2: It's good. So good. It's good. got an adult audience. We got big boys, big
6: girls. Big boys, big girls. Okay. Talk about this. Yeah, so, you know, I just, you know, if (laughs) if you ain't, if you haven't been touched by this system in some way, then I'm going to say something wrong with you. Because how could you not? This is genocide. Right. So. Yeah, I, but I really, really, really appreciate. Thank you so much. Well, we going to? Um, I, I, well, if your message, yeah, I
4: really was
2: the message of humanitarianism. Mm-hmm. If that's in your message anywhere, well done. It, it's got across. I think that was a great thing. Um, did anybody want to say something? Because we got another caller. But did uh, yeah. M- M- man, M- I, M- I, I want to say something before we go to this caller.
3: If, if brother son is on the line, brother son, I, I see the work you're doing down there, man, in your hometown. Keep on doing it, brother. You know, it's a good thing to see. Keep doing what you're doing, man, and keep plugging people into what's going on. That's it. Yeah,
2: Hotson, we're going to come back around to you, man. Makeda, um, do you want to speak on it? I see we have another caller that has, you know, comments, questions, whatever, but we wanted to give you, can you an opportunity to respond to anything. Can you
4: hear me? Yeah, we Can, can. you hear me? Yes, ma'am. You can?
2: Oh, yes, okay. yes, we can.
4: Um. You know, I I just I just wanted to speak to the fact that you know, like like the sister said, we you know we absolutely um have to look at our struggle as one that's across the board. We're in it together. You know, I always say this is this is our struggle. Period. You know, oh, right, there's right. nothing there is there is no blame game and none of that pointing fingers across at each other. But we have to all get in the trenches with each other. I um I know the sister, you know, had you know, she has she's done so so much. Um even in this whole uh <clears throat> even in this whole schooling situation and the way that it's the way that it's growing and the, the things that she's uncovered in the process of her being out in the community, I am When I say I'm beyond elated, I'm beyond elated that she has stepped up to accept um, the responsibility. Because a lot of times people think in terms of congratulations for people, you know, doing this, that, and the other. But what she said about being accountable, you know, that's that's important. Like, you don't look at this like you won some kind of trophy because you ended up in office. No, now you're responsible for what you said you're going to do. And it is so important that all of us get in these trenches with her because she has an incredible, incredible workload and and an incredible um, task at hand, even if she doesn't get in the office because she's been doing it. Like, for real, this is what I know about her. She's been doing it. So it's something that we we have to join in on, whether she, you know, no matter what the outcome of an election is. We still have to be self-determined We still have to be self-determined At the end of it Um and like I said I just really really appreciate Um Herdoja and I always Call her Columbae because you know I I met her as Herdoja but Columbae I don't know if she gave you the, the The history on her name But it means brave and never Give up Um and I see that in her. She embodies that, every last bit of it. I'm proud of her. Yes. And I know the sister has to, I know she has to leave. So I didn't, you know, I really wanted to acknowledge everything that I, you know, just kind of sum it up and acknowledge everything that I know she's stepping into. You know what the let people know. You know, know that <laughs> it always right, happens, right, right. Um kind right. Comrade. Right. Right. I really, I really appreciate
6: being here, and I, I, I know I was supposed to be gone a long time ago, but the people, man, the, I love the people, and, and Can we <laughs> hold you?
2: Can we steal you? For five more minutes, you we want got somebody on the line, and they've been love holding, and if they want to speak to you and you get out of here, we let them. We're going to lose a listener. So, listen, we got all the <laughs> no, alter no, person no, no. coming in, all the person, say. if you got I'm that question, say. Eight, eight five is. zero was, okay, nine I'm zero here. three zero. You got a couple minutes. We she, you're on ball time. Mike's hot.
7: Yes. Anybody can hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Yes, uh peace sister. Compliment and you're a strong Nubian sister as well. You know. My name is uh Flat Top. I just called. I just listened to all the conversation was talking Paint about. Up. I was hey, what's cool. up? I up.
8: My man.
7: Yeah, what's up, Shaka, Shakur? Yeah, um, I just wish it was many more people like you down here in the south where I'm at in Florida, City of Midway. Like you say, you speak up as a warrior, and I'm the same way also speaking as a warrior at City of Midway and try to tell these council members you got to step up. Help your people out. Respect your your elder people. We all people here together. If you for the people, help the people out. That's why I be telling them Absolutely. down here because oh we got we have some we have some water down here is like is not really clean and they got calcium in it
4: mm-hmm.
7: and um mm-hmm. and and people buying water down here in Florida. So I'm in a part of Midway, mm-hmm. Florida. And um, and people out here is in a struggle right now. Cause down, mm-hmm. down here is this, that, cause us black people and plenty of family down here looking out for one another. But we trying to right. open through your midway. You know, midway is a black town. You can look it up internet. Flat top. Let me, you know top. Let me jump yeah. in
2: two seconds. Let, let me jump in two seconds, brother, and hold that thought because I'm coming right back to you to hear about the town of Midway. Like I said, the sister was on ball time. You know, she's trying to run this campaign. Do her fizzle. Listen, St. Louis Third Ward, turn up, turn out. If you don't, boy, man, have me man. talk about you, and I love to man. talk. I love to talk. <laughs> so, yo, do he your learned. thing. S- sister, thank yeah, you. Do your thing, I just want to say thank you. I'm gonna let the rest yeah. of the family give big thanks, man. Thank you, because I'm a big advocate of our yeah, participation yeah. in politics. Good luck, y'all. Yo, if you need me, let me know anytime you need the platform. I got any platform, this platform, or anyone I'm on. Just let me know, and and I'm there. Okay, I will. I will. I All really right, appreciate no it. Let us let
6: and, us know. Let us know um, your campaign
2: schedule. You can
6: tell anybody. Yeah, if if you can, um, I just want to say to everybody that's listening, that unite, you know, if you're not in St. Louis, you still participate. You can still participate. And it's important, you know, um, because <clears throat> the world needs to know about this. They need to be able to see and hold somebody accountable for wherever they are because it exposed what they are not doing. And so you right. can support right. by um, going to, I have a Facebook page right now. This is a people's campaign. I'm not taking big developers' money. I'm taking the people's money. You know what I'm saying? And the people have to help make sure that we get signs of whatever we need because this is our campaign. So, um, Makeda, mm-hmm. if have any information on how people can get connected, stay connected, and I definitely want to come back. So, just let me know. All right. Uhuru, I all love right. you all. Black Uhuru. people, I love you. I love all you. Right. We will be free. I love you,
5: too. <laughs>
2: So we're going to make sure right. we get that information definitely before we get off the line. And Makeda has that, right? Makeda?
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Absolutely. But a flat top, man. I'm sorry. Down. I'm sorry to jump in there on you like that, man. She was on ball time. It was, a, you know, an honor to have her. You know how you got to do. You know the biz. But tell us about Midway. What's going yeah, on with yeah, this yeah, water? Yeah. and this falling that. down. Uh-huh. What's going down there in Midway, man? What's up with this water?
7: Yeah, the water that we got up here in Midway, and you know, I set my foot inside Techno Electric, and I got on the the supervisor manager case and told how you could che- how you could charge us black people and white people in this community a light bill and water bill. You should take the water bill out because this water is not clean. And they have, uh, it changing the pots and the water and people cook with this water, man. And, and, and people, you know what I'm saying? And you got to do this. I tell the man, I tell city of Midway, but right now they do like conference calls just like y'all doing on this phone. Cause city of Midway ain't having no more meetings no more. And, um, we talk about what's going on in the community because that water will put stone in a man and female body Are you drinking that water. They have calcium in it. You know what I'm saying? People drink it with coffee. They drink it with tea. Right. So we go out. People go out and buy this water from Dollar General, and they use the water what they buy, you know, from the store. And we think it's not right. War, mm-hmm. electric to charge people for water bill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we still fighting over that. Now yeah. we got a person a person up here is going to be like a lawyer for water. I forgot his name too. I had a paper with him. You know, somebody wants to vote him in. He wants somebody to vote him in this, this 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 Mexican guy. He's running for president for a water down here in Florida. So uh and um really Talk about yeah, the water's like is is the is not clean in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Right, Definitely right, right, not right. clean. So, right,
2: right, right. I, I think, and I the think
7: white man saying, telling man, me I
3: drink it, I drink
7: it some of the I
3: I'm,
2: need to, we... I'm saying, uh-huh, yeah. What you saying, you know,
3: I, I mean I mean, I think one of the things that we need to focus on that we're focusing on in the Georgia area is starting to identify people who have land, who have wells, so we can start to well and contribute and get our own water. You know what I mean? That's what networking is about, man. They, you got to reach out to other districts outside of the contaminated area, find some black people with some land, and that's where money comes in. You got to tell them, say, hey, you got water in your land, or if you have an existing well, we're willing to put up X amount of dollars to get the water in the well tested, and then we can start to distribute the water for a small fee. That way those people can make a little money off it, and we can take care of ourselves.
2: Yeah, so I know what's that. going um, on in, absolutely. in Georgia
3: and other places.
2: Well gotta start.
3: let me yeah, ask you this, everything. Flat
2: Top. Let me ask yeah. you this, brother Flat Top. And and son, your mic's open, man, if you want to get back, you know what I'm saying? Your mic's high, baby, if you want to get in this conversation. And McKay and, and, and McC- is it cool is it called you You awfully quiet. Are you good? Do you want to add anything?
4: I'm 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 listening. I mean, you know, I I have I have a lot of thoughts about you know, issues with water. I buy water. I buy water myself you know, to keep Yeah, from everybody it. buying and water here in Florida. I'm here anyway. in the Midwest. I'm in... Right. I'm, I'm in Missouri. Uh, and we have these same issues, you know, and, and I mean, it's not... It may not be quite as bad, you know, but com- comparably, you know, when you think about where we live as black folks, where we live and how we're not in control of the water sources where we are you know they try to they try to hoard all of those those natural resources so that we're as far away from having any control and as long as they control that that part of what's so vital to us they're going to always have us you know have us under the gun basically you know and we're going to always mm-hmm. be paying way beyond you know what is what is reasonable for us to pay for something so life sustaining and necessary as water you know for real so um, when you said when you were talking about the whole issue with you know you all and still having to pay this this water bill for you know this contaminated water, it reminds me of exactly. You know what I'm saying? It reminds me of so many places that again where we are and we're being we're being held to this to this contract that we don't have anything. There's no way for us to break it. There's no way for Yeah, us right. You're right it. about we that. We can't, can't even we
3: them. break it. <laughs> well, you know, can I, can I say something, though? And I'm going to be on the other side of the table here. You know, because I, I recently moved to a zone where there is no water other than well water. You know, there is no electricity unless mm-hmm. you put it in yourself. And my thing is, everywhere I look, we're clustered in areas of dependency, but we immobilize ourselves by not moving 100 yards out of town. You know, 200 yards past the zone. So we, we kind of lock ourselves into this oppression in some forms. We have to start thinking bigger. I mean, we have to start moving. You might have to relocate to an outer area where, you know what? You call in the zone office. Like I called in, it was like, oh, yeah, you got to get a well because the city plumbing don't go out that far. Great, because I don't like the city plumbing anyway. So now I ain't got to pay them.
7: Because I got my own water well, too. You know go man, I got
3: I got to pay, I pay a couple of thousand to get a well, Doug. But then that's my water, and I don't have to pay for that. I just pay a property tax. You know what I mean? Overall, we have to start changing our strategy in a lot of these situations. Now, true, all of us can't do it, but I feel that there is enough of us who can that we can help those who can. You know, I look at these places, like I was talking about mm-hmm. Yanga before, the island of Jamaica. There's a corner that everybody lives in, and it's vast land that nobody lives on.
2: Were you... And also, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Shaka said, and in conjunction with that, we look at like down there, Brother Flattop, some of the questions I have is, you know, how many people know about what's going on? Are we looking at um, solutions? Even if it's, you know, um, a lot of times there's things as annexing, you know, if there's enough of people in a certain place. One thing they're notorious for in Georgia, a city will pop up on your ass in a minute, Georgia. Them white people Mm -hmm. will get together and annex and zone and do all that, and they will have another city, you know, and they have a city. Like I remember the last thing, they had another city that wanted to get water from um, another source. I think another, the Chattahoochee, just some other source, you know, really. So these are things that you have to look at. This is why I advise, like if Shaka says, if you can't get out there to land, if you can't go out that way, like they're doing in St. Louis in the third ward, you know, our ultimate, so we don't lose track of the ultimate goal, which is the complete liberation of uh, black people. But, yeah, however, it can. And while we're taking those long-term steps, uh, going for that long-term goal, we take steps. So we start looking at, we're in these places, man, everything from dog catcher to the waterman. You know what I'm saying? Is that a post in a position? You know, what's going on with bringing we- yeah. awareness to it? I don't know how effective it will be. We see what happened in Detroit, but at least... Drawing that awareness to it, and that being one step of the campaign, but it it has to be tackled. And if there's enough right. people right. that are aware of the issue, you know, it's time for you guys to get together and start looking at some real solutions. You right, know, right?
3: Right. I think we just got to understand, man. Like this this enemy, he, he he's not going to change. He doesn't have to change. It's benefiting him not to change. You know, once we realize that, right. we, we got to start coming at it differently i'm I'm sorry like we were talking earlier about the whole ice cube thing right and i was Mm -hmm. like i don't i was like well you know in one hand whether you agree with his platform or not is not my position my position is you know what we should be stepping to politicians like that like yo what you what you you gonna do for us what's in it for us you having a town hall meeting we should be at the town hall meeting you know ready to raise sin if we have to you know we can't keep that's what we've back been going
7: through just, down here. Yeah,
3: we, we can't be sitting back complaining. I'm not saying you complaining, brother Flat Top, but I mean I listen to a lot of black people and they know the problem. I mean they got the problem all uh-huh. figured out. You know? historically, contemporarily, and otherwise, but we got to start implementing some changes. Which I mean, simple changes. We call we I live in Georgia, South Georgia. Funny, we call it North Florida because it's so close. You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we call it Florida. Georgia. Hit South Georgia. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, now it's up to us to start talking <laughs> to each other. Maybe you don't got no water in Florida, but I know some water in Georgia. We can get some trucks together. Mm-hmm. But we can start transporting this water back and forth between us. You know what I mean? Like, we got to start really thinking outside the box. And what the sister Colombi said earlier that I love so much, she was like, if, if I get in, you all got to work too. You know what I mean? Like, it ain't going to just be no more one person yeah. saving all of us. If you don't put in, you don't eat. That's the bottom line. Hey. You know what I mean? If you don't put into the pot, you don't eat. And a lot of people gotta understand that. Cause you, down got, down. you got a lot of folks that just, you know, they want they want change, but they ain't willing to get in. Personally, I'm tired. You of right there. I right? want to see some involved campaign. Yeah. I, I like an involved politics. That's what I want to see. Hey, sir. hey, uh, brother.
5: I got one, uh, soccer Yes, sir. Hey, uh ever since I've been listening to y'all show, man, radio show you be talking about, about uh, liberation, man. So I so I, I I got I got in touch with a, one of my brothers, man, and he gave me a book called Iron Ball, Liberation Information. Right. And you can't get you can't get it out of no stores or nowhere. I'm about to dig in man, and get my brain opened up to uh you know they said that they say that most humans use the thirty percent of their brain, other percent, other seventy percent just sitting there. That's right. I'm about to open, get my, open up, man. I appreciate y'all listening to y'all every Tuesday man. I appreciate y'all what y'all are doing. And uh, hey, I'm I'm just encouraging myself to keep doing what I'm doing that for the kids and for the youth, because that's this this who need us. Exactly. We got to keep doing, it man. You keep
3: doing that, brother. That's right, I, I keep up on the work you're doing. I think it's a wonderful thing. And you check in. But also, you, and you, Flat Top, use this show as your platform. Call in and follow up. Let us know what's going on for the last time we talked. If you got a program that's going on, yeah. get on the show and let us know about yeah. what you're doing with the babies and cetera, And this is your show as well. Yeah, it's not just for certain people. All right, this is for everybody.
7: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I have a cousin down here run for city of of uh, things. His name is um, Eric Henson. Mm-hmm.
3: Right on, right on. So we got anybody else in the line? I'm gonna get him to get
7: in this conversation. I'm bring a minute.
3: Yep. We got anybody else on the, on, the, on the open line I
7: think nobody in
3: here uh, <laughs> I think they, We're going to keep on going though They'll click back in So as y'all heard earlier yeah. You know we are definitely You know I had the sister Columbia come on She's running for office in St. Louis And we brought her on to show people That that's the kind of politics we have to be We have to be involved and, and really move it from that direction
4: Right. You know? It's it's called exactly. that's
3: what it is. Exactly, that's what it is. And you know, and we gotta do it, man. We can't no more, you know, just hoping. I mean, if you are gonna vote, vote. I always say, right now we not we're not voting, we're hoping. We're hoping we get a better master. We're hoping we get a better day. No, we gotta vote and then put in the elbow grease to go with it, man. And I and I think that we mm-hmm. I mean, definitely we endorsing that sister and, and I want people to use her campaign as a as a, a template. Study it, watch it, and then replicate right.
4: it. Right, exactly.
3: You know what I mean? Study it. You
4: know,
3: it. I mean. Ahead, Hold on, somebody got to put their phone on mute. Somebody you got a lot of background noise. All right, put your phone on mute, please. Sister Makeda?
2: Uh, Makeda's phone accidentally dropped, I, I guess. So she should be calling back in.
3: Oh, I thought I heard a second ago. She must have dropped. So you back, Brother Yang? We got anybody on the uh, line?
2: No, that's it. Okay, is your, go. uh, Brother Flattop is still on, right, Brother Flattop? You still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. I ain't with okay, no Okay, Okay, yep. Okay. I'm over here. Okay, okay. My yeah, no, I mean. <laughs> yep. And then I think, you know what, though, man, the whole conversation. I was sitting there just thinking about the all Yeah, and pardon me for the, the 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 absence for a minute, man. You know, I go running blogs, we're doing family business, we're doing it all.
3: Hey, Black people, you know how we do. We keep, uh, running, keep running. That's but, how we
2: do. You, you know how we do. It don't stop. But yeah, I was yeah, thinking yeah, about yeah, yeah, those, yeah. All the all. Yeah, the all the person, man, and just, um, you know, the the whole getting involved in how somebody just from the everyday decided right. to take that approach to begin to affect the community. You know, and I know a lot right. of people may not agree, but here's the whole thing, man, it's about some taking some type of taking some type of action. But you know what I did want to ask you about, man, I thought it was an interesting conversation it was breaking down a little earlier to me, Shaka. What's that? Ice Cube, man. You know that's a hot topic. You know we can't have yeah. a radio show and not talk about yeah, the whole Ice Cube thing, I mean, man. Hey.
1: <laughs> you know,
3: I mean,
2: the Q, the Q thing is,
3: is real, man. The contract for Black America, I mean, personally, I don't have a lot of right with it, you know what I mean, from what I've seen. I mean, it's just asking the yeah. politicians, like, what's up? What you going to do for us? Now, what I do appreciate is the clarity. At first, it was Ice Q going for Trump. A lot of meaning. He's on Trump's bandwagon. But Q cleared it up. and was like, I'm not on nobody's bandwagon. They both approached me. And the Biden camp, I suppose, told him, we'll talk to you after the election. Whereas the Trump camp is saying, well, let's talk about it. And he's saying, like, look, whoever's in office, they got to come see Ice Cube. They got to see the people. You know what I mean? And a lot of people are tripping because of who's Ice Cube. I mean, common sense is he's a voice for a lot of people, obviously. That's not just the Ice Cube idea. You know what I mean? He's the voice. But he shouldn't be the only voice. I think there should be 100 people like that running after them with, with agendas saying, yo, what's up? You want to be here? Well, this is what we got. This is what we think. This is what we think. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to be more aggressive yeah. with, with our political, our stances. So Why do you think? And,
2: and, I was going to ask you, why do you think Biden's camp, do you think maybe that's the reason Biden's camp kind of play? yeah, 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 we'll talk to you later, that they take our vote and and, and shit for granted? I mean, why do you think they postpone Ice Cube? And, and Trump was like, okay, what you talking about?
3: Yeah, I, I do think, I mean, don't get it twisted. I definitely know both camps take black people, period, for granted. Never mind our vote. Just our very existence is minimal to them. I believe Trump camp is more opportunistic and advantageous, so they're going to jump on anything to keep them afloat. You know what I mean? Like Trump is that guy. He's been that guy since, since New York. You know, very, very opportunistic. He'll go with anything that's going to make it work. Whereas Biden camp is just that raw, arrogant European politics. Like, we don't really need you. We'll get back at you later after we get in the vote. You know what I mean? So I think it is definitely that. And that's more reason why we have to have stances, man. Like, you know, our vote, not only does our vote matter, because a lot of times we get caught up for saying the black vote matter, the black vote don't matter. Man, black people matter, period. You know what I mean? And, and, and because we are a, a, a substance, a crucial, let me be clear about this, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to run into some slack, I know I am, but right now I'm not talking about the African abroad, in the UK and in Africa and the Caribbean, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the black man and woman right here in the hells of North America. We are crucial mm-hmm. to the fabric and development of this political system. We built it literally on our backs. We were the, you know, their capitalists, we were the first capital. Think about that. You know what I mean? Think uh-huh. about that for a second. You were more valuable in their economic system than sugar and rum and tobacco. The black man and woman's body was more capital gain for them. So how could we not be a valuable piece of the future? It don't make sense.
2: True. Yeah. That's true. True. That's true. You know, I couldn't. You know, I, like, I, you know got, I couldn't agree more. With it. Yeah,
3: we've we've gotten weak, that, man. We've gotten real weak. We've gotten real weak with it, man. I, I don't want to over talk it, but it it kind of it kind of like just it if it, it, it flusters me that as black people we don't see our work.
2: I mean, the, the you know that 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 whole colonization thing did they, they were feral Listen, let's go to the phone lines, man. We got people coming in. Eight six four seven two four four. Your
8: mic's open. Man, peace and power. Peace and black power. Hotel. This Peace to and black telling. power,
2: man. Hotel. That's
8: good. What's good? Man. man, I'm gonna tell y'all what, man. My, my take on, um, you know what I'm saying? Because what you guys were talking about us feeling better about ourselves, and when we look at politics. Um, and this is this is a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. That's why we are so in a disorder or in a chaotic mindset when it comes down to politics. You know, because I'm talking to a lot of black folks and I'm asking them, "Well, why don't you like Donald Trump?" And I'm not mi- I'm not minding our black people disliking or hating any crap. All right, but when I'm seeing the bigger picture of you know, people, you know, the choice between Trump and Biden, you know what I'm saying? And that whole conversation where people are feel, feeling compelled to vote for Biden just because they don't like Trump. You understand? That has to do, a lot to do with our lack of identity, a lack of or that void of not knowing who we are, not having substantial education. Fortifying education on your historical uh, content, you understand? Mm-hmm. Not even feeling like the you, you. We the majority of us feeling like the greatest historical things that we've done are all in the Bible, right? Right, so right, right. This is just a, right, right, the right. reality. That's so real.
2: Even when we're
8: even even we, we looking at politics, I look at politics through the lenses of policy of ways that we collectively view ourselves. And when we turn on the TV and we allow ourselves to be called a savage, when we allow ourselves to be called drug dealer, uh, you understand? The, this is the the primary or the grassroots aspect of politics. You understand? Because politics has everything to do with governance and how we are governing ourselves, not how we are waiting to be governed. But how we as a people are going to allow ourselves to be governed, meaning we're going to have law. So I feel like when we're casting our ballot, when when we're looking at world star, when we're looking at all this other stuff, we are allowing our attention to go into these places. Basically, we're casting our ballot into these things. It's very important for us to be casting our our ballot on having these types of discussions not sometimes not just when George Floyd get, gets killed not just in black history month but we should have these types of pro black discussions every freaking day not sometimes and then I'm going back to go watch the game you understand so it's very important that we as a people have this this uh you know this thing in process and and, and what we can feel great about tuning in to shows like this to have um, I guess the view that we don't get in mainstream media Because mainstream media is never going to give us that The white people are never going to give us education To feel good about ourselves Because in war, they shouldn't we at war with this beast You understand? So they're only doing the right thing that's benefiting them Now it's time for us right. to wake the hell up And do do the thing that's going to benefit us
3: Exactly. Indeed, well, the brother well said, man. True, indeed. indeed. That,
2: I mean, that's self determination right brother. there. I ain't need, you know, I mean to hit your mic right there. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that is. That's real. I like the, but you know what? And and I like to touch on something, the brother said, because I agree wholeheartedly. You know, our apathy towards politics, our non caring of politics leads to our not even being aware, I know, not knowing about it. So what we do is participate involuntarily. There's no way right. to escape taxation all of that shit. So uh, what ends up happening, though, is since we're not aware, they do use fear tactics. They do use things to get us to run to a particular camp. They use tradition. We traditionally voted Democrat, you know, so um, we get confused in it. So we are scared of Trump. And then those of us that are aware of politics a little bit, we look at Trump and we say, you know, this is why our politics are confusing because we say, okay, you know, first of all, we don't belong to any party. I think our culture, we embrace everything. We're gun-toters, so the Republicans want to holler at us, but at the same time, we're very communal. So the Democrats want to get at us. I'm saying this, by our politics being confusing, we get confused in our politics, and we think we're either or. The dangers in Mm voting, though, Trump says a lot of good things. The dangers in a man like that is his sympathies, is where his allegiance lies. You know, he right. can say a lot of good things, and Biden, Biden could have did all of those bad things. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, here's the thing. Both of them devils. And people say, I'd rather have a devil. I know than a devil I don't. In certain circumstances, you would. I agree. In this particular circumstance, I don't know, because I follow the opinion of Ernesto Che Guevara in Guerrero Warfare, where he said, where there's a democracy or the semblance of a democracy— Arm revolution or armed conflict at that particular time cannot be called in question. why? because where there's a semblance of a democracy, the people believe they have voted the power in so if you overturn right. the power structure without the populist support, they think you have overturned their say they have to um, they have to see the contradictions in the hypocrisy hypocrisy in the system to say we too the people need no we need another system so with someone who is at least playing, we know this is a false democracy, but Biden is still playing the game. That gives us a little time to start to prepare, to still be building towards this self-determination. Somebody like Trump is ready to push the button. He is ready to push the button. He wants to take your medical. We don't have health for so, facilities. So we have to think for the masses. Unfortunately, a lot of our people that aren't involved in politics are dependent upon government programs. We have to start to begin to end that shit, wean ourselves off that Mm -hmm. shit. That's why I'm not no Democrat, no big Democrat fan. Hell with big government. But at the same time, I can't be a Republican because if you end some of the government, you you destroy a very big blocker between them crackers and us right now. And not saying we're scared. I'm just saying it's a matter of organizing, organizing, organizing. It's like I said in my conclusion. I was sharing with, um, I was, uh, check the queen. I said, uh, we were talking about a fight coming. And I said, we know a fight's coming. It's like when you're in school and they say three o'clock, meet me after school at three o'clock. Now we can sit there and be the kid that cries and cowards to three o'clock, but three o'clock is coming. Or we can be the dude that hikes his boy say three o'clock. I'm going to whoop this nigga's ass on the playground. Get the homies three o'clock. I can't wait. And you can hype yourself up and start preparing for 3 o'clock. But 3 o'clock is going to come. And so I say that. So in in ending it, here's the dangers. Biden is a devil, but he's a a slick devil. And I'm not no advocate of vote anyway, either or, but if you just ask him my opinion. Biden is a devil, but he's a slick devil. Trump is a devil that's ready to push the button. He has openly said White supremacists, stand stand down, stand by, but stand ready, openly. Mm-hmm. White supremacists, ain't no, I don't give a damn about a policy or politic you spin to niggas. If any Negro entertains an open, blatant white supremacist, they must be out of their minds. I, 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 I just can't see how black people can do it. It ain't a fair thing. I mean, it's like, shit, you ain't even going to pretend you don't like me. you going to tell me I'm going to kick your ass anywhere, but I'm going to give you a chicken dinner box. you can going to keep
8: your right, chicken
2: right, dinner right. box.
3: Ooh, you know. <laughs> that's why flat top is real You know, hey, um, in the background, I don't know who it is, but to the listeners, when your floor, your lines are open, please try to put your phones on mute so that we can hear everyone speak. With all due respect, um, you know, I, like I was saying to you earlier, brother Yanga, I said, you know, right now, like we're not casting votes, we're casting hope. You know, <laughs> people are—they're not even fully understanding why they're voting for Biden. All they know is he's not Trump. You know what I mean? So when you get a person like an Ice Cube who comes with an agenda, we can't understand that because most of us are not voting based on an agen- agenda. And like the brother said, you can't have an agenda if you don't know who you are. You don't know your worth. So how are you going to come with a real agenda? You know what I mean? A lot of us got to go back to the basics. We got to start knowing who what we are and where is our position. Like, I'm very clear. I am all for the ADOS. I'm an African descendant of of, of those who were enslaved here, you know, and I am about this fight right here. I make no qualms about that. You know, I understand that I'm connected to everybody worldwide. I'm a Pan-Africanist, internationalist. I understand that. But first, A come before B and C. A is right here. And we have to really, in my opinion, start focusing on the here. we got to start disattaching ourselves. The system is not going to encourage you to get away. That's like a drug dealer is not going to tell you, Hey, you know, I really like you. You need to stop coming to me for drugs and go to the rehab because I really like you. You could do better than this. Don't, don't buy no more drugs for me. Hell no. They're not going to tell you. They're going to tell you don't buy as many drugs because I don't want you to die. But I need you to keep buying drugs. So you, we have to disattach ourselves from white supremacy. We have to fall out of love with this white man. Straight up. We're in love with him. And and, and we're so in love with him. That's where the fear comes from. We don't fear. I don't, black people don't fear Trump because of a fight. Because, shit, we fight all the time. We're not scared of the fight. We're scared of fighting the person we love. We don't want that. You don't want daddy to look at you differently. You don't want to be the rebellious one. You know what I'm saying? And, like, a lot of us, that we don't want to upset the court. We don't want to do nothing. We want to be free, but we want to be free and friendly. It don't work like that. You know? We've got to start pulling ourselves away from this system. And there's no easy way to do exactly, it.
7: But right. we got to
3: start. We got to start practicing... The communalism that the Brother Younger spoke of. You know, re- reach out to your neighbors, your friends, your family. What happened to the Sunday dinners when everybody brought a little food to one house so we had enough food to feed everybody all we
2: wanted? You better say that. That's what I'm talking about. Know you,
3: what, I mean? what happened to that?
2: Individualism. Materialism and individualism. I hate that we were a part of that era. When crack hit the black community... I mean, even I saw the change in it from the, you know, even from the gang perspective. We stopped becoming community-oriented and became, you know, many Scarfaces. Everybody wanted that. And it became uh, individual material. You can listen to the music. You remember the hip-hop music? We used to be stack that dollar, fold that money, get that paper, that type of stuff, thinking of a master plan, yep. you know, get your dollar up. Then the music switched on to what it became. Ballin'. Make it rain. I buy you what you want. I can spoil you. It's, it's just materialism <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying, individualism. But when we, even so much so, and I'm going to say this real quick and, and not take over the combo, even so much so in our programs, I, I, I see a lot of us as uh, revolutionary programs, the Panthers and stuff doing that. We'll have the feed the homeless, you know, and I'm not saying that that's not needed. But, you know, we get in this Red Cross mentality. And coming right. up a Panther and just from everything, that isn't what the Panthers did. They fed nope. the people. Everybody, they sit down and eat. It's like what you said, man. It's right. that Sunday dinner type mentality. It's not we have to be careful of classism and elitism. You know what I'm saying? We have to exactly. be careful exactly. of going into communities like the saviors and shit. Like, these ain't our people, man. Yo, get, you better get a part of this, man. You better get a plate. Sit down, enjoy a convo, and this and that, and it has to be community oriented. I think when we start to uh, revalue, revalue, put the value in that—not so much what you're having for supper, but who you're having it with and how you're having it. Not so much how the house is built, but who occupies the house, what type of love is keeping the house up. I think when we begin to, you know, not go straight cultural nationalism, but we must. Incorporate aspects of African culture, African psychology into our experience in America, man. But don't get me started on that's a whole nother thing. But it's just hey, it's hey, like you said, hey, going back to being aware of ourselves.
8: Hey, brother, you you are a hundred percent right in saying that because it's 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 a hundred percent about our culture. Everything that y'all just we just speaking about. I'm thinking about the times where we ate when we were able to sit down and like when they say hip hop first started when people brought the speaker out in the community. Right, right. And right. we did know how we did know how to engage with one another in, in the right fashion. It wasn't all this you know, you, you start to see the beef, the whole bitter thing when now we arguing and beefing over whose girl is who, you, you understand? You see this Euro right, right, right. Uh, mentality started to come into play. And I'm not saying that we didn't have right. our ups and downs as a, as a people, but knowing how to solve them, you know, especially not at the expense of innocent bystanders. Sometimes we right. can get so messy with our own with our arguments, but now we're going to let that spill over on some because I'm going to go Go shoot up a whole club of people because I'm upset at one person, so going back again to anger management and things of that that we need, but like what you was what you guys were saying before we can go to make our ballot potent at a poll at any poll, we have to be casting our ballot amongst each other in our community like right. the like what you That's guys right. were just saying that that ba- that ballot don't mean shit if we're going to be separate when we go right back to the same community what exactly. what good is our ballot? If we don't vote it all, if we don't vote, if we don't vote it uh, uh, opposing each other, you understand. So we need to know that we are standing by the same policies that affected our ancestors in either a good or a bad way. Because like I said, this is where the identity crisis comes into play. Because we don't know ourselves, we don't know how to properly choose what's good for us. You understand. So with knowing who we are. When we go to have these functions, we know exactly who we are, who we are protecting. But now we allow this cracker to come in and take over hip-hop, like you guys said, and rather than sit down at a function, looking at that as my brother, looking at that, well, hey, if we have some beef, it's going to be a way that we we, we get over this. The the cracker has taught us well to hate each other. He's done so well, Mm -hmm. so I feel like culture – is the most important thing especially when it comes down to politics or teaching us how to govern ourselves and who we are to be governed.
3: Exactly. I, I think that's one of right. the things too I I would as... go
2: ahead, brother, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm myself. Go go ahead, Shaka.
3: No, I was just saying the brother what he was saying, like, you know me and I'm I'm into history, that's my thing. And like
2: mm-hmm.
3: we have such a nugget of solution with us right here and i'm always stressed that man like we don't have to go all the way back to africa i focus on the time period when we were not welcome to the table we formed our own tables you know we're talking about that that right after the so-called emancipation up until the reconstruction period we formed our own and then when they pushed us out with jim crow we formed our own again you know we talk about we had we always had the, the cutthroats and the fighters and You know, we had all that in the community. I'm not going to paint it like it's rosy. But I don't know if y'all remember. I'm 51. I remember, like, in the South, there was always that one neighborhood where all the roughness took place, where all the liquor houses was, the whole house, the gambling spot. Everything was on that one little strip. And you were not allowed to go on that strip because you was young. And if anybody caught you on that strip, they would tan your ass and send you home because you don't belong on that street. But when you became an adult, if you want to, that's on your choice. See, that's us regulating ourselves. That's us governing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We knew that it's was going to happen. We were wide enough to put it to a quarantine area and say, okay, well, if it's going to happen, it can only happen on this street. And usually, mm-hmm. two blocks over was like the church. Nobody was around the church. Nobody was around the school. But we made sure that that's the only street that you can wild out on. And you can only do it there Friday and Saturday. Sunday, shut that down. Monday and then, through Thursday, shut that down.
2: That's right. And then Real do joints. In the South was deep, deep in the woods, in the swamps.
3: Deep and in the woods, right. Right.
2: You, you, the real Juke joys where it went down, you had to go through a path. <laughs> they kept right, it away. right, right. But I, you know what I want what I wanted to add too, to it was like um what you said about African culture and us protect, having enough right here. I don't, when I say African, going back to our African culture, I don't all the time necessarily mean rituals but I'm talking about a psychological state. Like, even in our scriptures here, one of the things I find, um, like, when we take on religion, we begin to try to uh, impose ourselves in other people's ways. We, You know what I'm saying? We make ourselves those people instead of, like, what I've learned from African spiritualism, looking for the parable in it. What's the parable of this? What's the moral of this story? African people are always very moral. You know, if they tell in the African spoke to the serpent, this and that, this and that. There's so much symbolism and morality in it. We've gotten over here, and we've taken, like, we've been into the white man so much, we just taken everything little. So we, we don't even have an African psychology of, like, sensibility. That's what I mean. We have to shun before colonialization mentally. We have to get, the only place I can think to go back to is either African or for those of us that have, you know, mixed heritage, except the mixed heritage and ancestry, African indigenous people. Going back to the origin of that, maybe not in ritual, but what was the original thought before being introduced to colonized thinking? Because everything you think thinking right now is questionable. Everything you think thinking right now is questionable, even the relationship with your women. Then two, by us not having that connect, being connected to anything, we hold no thing sacred. By us not being connected to anything cultural, we hold no things sacred. So our creations, we sell them. And we don't understand that these creations are birthed out of not just experiences but need to express ourselves because a lot of our emotions had to be suppressed. We weren't allowed to get violently angry. We weren't allowed to be disgruntled or sad in front of the white man. So we birthed blues. You know what I'm saying? we not a people naturally prone to violence and shit like that. So we birthed hip hop along with our other people's to, you know what I'm saying? We was copwella with music. You know what I'm saying? We birthed that. We birthed, like the brother was saying, battle MC and to express our thing and to get that out. And what we did, we sell it. And when we sell it, it no longer holds that sacredness. And when it no longer holds that sacredness, of what it designs for, it no longer fits the purpose of what it's designed for. So no longer is it healing. No longer is it expression of emotion. No longer is our a way to, you know, be a part of just the human records of civilization as a unique people. It's just another commodity. You don't see any people using their sacred sciences and traditions, um, selling them out to the point that they lose the origin of it. I don't care if they do right. teach you right. karate. Right. You'll you right. come out of there knowing the whole history of Master Shaolin. I've seen, I've been in dojos by what white boys are the senseis. But you look up there, they standing next to this Chinese man
8: right.
2: Right. eating, you know what I'm saying, a bowl of rice. They never sell out the cultural aspect of it. And mm-hmm. so that it uh-huh. always contains its sacredness. It's rich for them. They'll tell you, this is, if you want to learn to fight and kick ass, this is not the place. This is discipline. This is for self. So it always has what it was intended for. You see what I'm saying? But when we sold ours, it lost its sacredness. Floor is open. Right. I mean, if I could.
3: uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Go, 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 go. Definitely you. No, I just wanted to add
8: on to what the brother was saying, that us as African people, the places that we find ourselves in still begging for our freedom. We kind of find, I think I say, we we can agree in historical content. We we find mm-hmm. ourselves at the low the low end of the stick, right? We right. still begging to not be treated like a dog, right? Don't right. don't kill us, don't kill us, so that obviously shows that we aren't equal or we haven't had that level of power um, bestowed upon us or actually brought to ourselves where we're utilizing that power, right? So we're right. still begging for it. We come from uh the greatest and the, the most health the wealthiest people known to any human, right? Us as African people we have had the longest standing civilizations and I know that's what I identify with. Everybody doesn't that's identify right. with the same thing. All right. But we come from a lot of those the essential
5: tools.
8: That it is taking or has taken To start up a lot of these Abrahamic religions You understand? The very thought that is going into it If it were not for people Us in particular Having doing those works Having come up with those proverbs Having actually coming up with some of this Philosophical thinking You understand? These Europeans would have been at a place Where they would just not have to do it all by themselves And we know damn well they can't do it all by themselves. Even the Greeks, uh, you know, in their, you know, role in in philosophy and articulation and things of this, they speak about the importance of the Africans, and we must not get it messed up like oh those were. A group of people, just one group of people. No, that was a collective of us as African people on the continent coming together, making it work. So I think what we see is a lot of people have stolen what we had to make it work. You understand the esoteric sciences. You understand, and they're utilizing them behind the wall. Whether it be you see them in in, in masonry, you know these schools of thought. You understand, they they utilizing them. What what do we have with? We're still waiting for for Jesus to come fix it for us, rather than understanding and being attached to our logic and understanding how it is, how should we be you uh seeing nature, how what is our true right. connection with the world or with the earth? You understand? But but because that has become distorted, now a lot of us are thinking that hey, we got to go back to Jesus. And I'm not stepping on anybody's belief on this show, but I know the way I came up is that you had to go back to a white Jesus cuz in the back of my church it was a white Jesus. So when we read <laughs> about Jesus it was a white boy. Wow. So this uh-huh. is even right. you know coming going to a place where even when our people transition they are still in a slave like mentality waiting on the european. So we are really you know finding out how messed up we are and the important thing to to kind of uh I guess expose so we can do better for ourselves.
3: Exactly. I think one of the things I want to focus, you know, and to just be clear to everybody listening and otherwise, the reason your brother Shaka always talks about us as a collective here because the entire independence movement throughout the continent of Africa, the studying of the struggle of the black man and woman in America. We we alone in the last 150 to 200 years have inspired revolutions all over the world. Ho Chi Minh, Study Garvey, you know Mao Zedong studied Garvey, you know Patrice Lumumba. All they came here and studied Malcolm and Martin. You know the Steve Biko's Black Consciousness Movement was our Black Consciousness Movement, and it freed the world. And I can go through South Africa, showing you more. I mean, South America, showing more examples. But we don't grasp onto that. And there is a there is a, a line that we have to know all the way back to the beginning, but we're skipping over. An immediate part. You know, as an individual, I always say when I do my lives, I spent four years in prison here in America. And the four, I'm, I'm 51. It's almost 30 years since I've been out of prison, but I'm still affected by four years of a certain conditioning. I still have to fight against certain ways of thinking just from four uh-huh. years. So we were encompassed in, in for 400 years as a people. So we, we have to think, yeah, 400 years. And we barely 300 years out of that. So a lot of what our problem is is right there, right in front of us. And, and even though Africa is our blueprint, a lot of us escape and use what I call punk politics. They run to Africa. They run to ancient Africa to avoid having to deal with contemporary new African living right now. And that's what I want to get away from. It's like we can't run to no Abrahamic religion. We can't run to ancient Africa. We got to take the Jews, like you were saying, the brother was saying, we got to take the sciences from ancient Africa, but we got to apply it right now. We can't run no more. There's no more running. We've been running too long. We have to stand now. You know, and and the close, I think it's very arrogant, personally, for an African like Shaka to say, I'm going to go back to Africa and do a damn thing. You know, I, I think that's arrogant as hell for me to act like I'm going to help them. I need to be helping myself right here.
2: Yeah. It's real tough.
8: Well, I think I think it's definitely a thing of, of importance that we are in the mentality of um, if we're not careful we'll be speaking in the same separatist tongue or same separatist mentality as a lot of our mm-hmm. people do, even when brothers and sisters come over here from the continent. They separate mm-hmm. themselves and it's African this and African that. Well we know we all have been screwed up by by colonialism. Exactly. We've all right, been right. screwed up mm-hmm. by this yeah. Um, so I, I think it is important that we, you know, we're in, in Sankofa talking about going back to to fetch, going back to mm-hmm. fetch the relationship that we we've lost with our brothers and our sisters. Right, um, right. You know, so rather than, uh, you know, a lot of times people are state or a certain region oriented. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm just down south. I'm helping my people down south or I'm up north. Right, right, I'm right. Down with my fuck. Man, the fuck with all the excuses for saying But the hell with all that, man. It's like, well, man, we got to be up for our people. If you are anywhere and you look like me, and we could be potential cousins, distant cousins, hey, man, I'm for you. It could be something that you're saying that could inspire me. Let's inspire each other. Because that's what Marcus Garvey was about. He he was about collecting us or gathering us here in in America or Africans worldwide, actually, under the Pan-African flag. But he was definitely one that was saying, hey, Africa for Africans. Understanding that the majority of of people that look like us were on the continent of Africa. So I definitely understood what that brother was putting forth and talking about. Mm -hmm. Because if we're talking about here in America, I'm not saying that we won't ever win. But when we're looking at right now, our ability as black as African people to control uh, aircraft. You understand? Even if we did start our own black military, we're talking about the ability for us to now gain the uh, access and ability to create our own aircraft to kinda of, quote on, ha- quote unquote we, but, have this. Brother, nation but brother, brother brother, brother, brother,
2: brother. I'ma have to brother, I'ma have to jump in right there. We yeah. have that. Don't or yeah. not listen, Get man. Africa is benefiting. I, I, let let me say this Africa is benefiting from a lot of our tech I think with like I, I'm i in agreement 100 with Shaka I see what you're saying We're definitely ran revolutionary Pan-African You can't be a black nationalist And not be a Pan-African But there's no way you can be a Pan-Africanist A sincere Pan-Africanist And not be a black nationalist Just like there's no way We can fight so hardly And ferociously And fiercely Harder uh, for our brothers and sisters on the continent Than you do for brothers and sisters you see daily There's no way I, 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 I've, I've always questioned that You know, but there's no way I can love my brothers and sisters here And not love, love my brothers and sisters elsewhere I want them to practice black nationalism So that they can win their locales And then we can come together But right now, yeah. as a new African people we haven't We haven't accepted ourselves and it's not far-fetched to do. Our, our Afro-Puerto Rican brothers and sisters have done it. Our brothers and sisters in the West Indies, Jamaica, Afro-Cuban brothers and sisters. So- I mean, you name it. We are the only people that haven't accepted our experience, said, okay, it is what it it is, have acknowledged our achievements and accomplishments and contributions to, and, and not saying that, but to think that we don't have the people capable to produce anything that America has right now is really to undervalue our contributions. America is afloat, not just from our physical labor, but from our mental, from our ingenuity. Look at our stoplight, fucking gas masks, open-heart surgery, you name it. There's nothing we can't recreate. We we did this. There's nothing we couldn't do without them.
3: I think also, too,
2: we we, we got to change
3: how we look at this control thing. Like, we're not, let me tell you, first of all, white supremacy is worldwide. There is no place with a living, breathing nostril that hasn't been affected by white supremacy, no matter where you go. Now, I always tell people, I, I love Marcus Garvey. I am a 100% black nationalist, Harlem bred, all the way. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm just keeping 100. Garvey went all over the world. He didn't start his movement in the UK, he didn't start his movement in the Caribbean, he didn't start his movement in Africa. He came to the black men and women here, and he said out his mouth in his book, The Philosophies of Marcus Garvey, in that book he says, there are no other people of my people more ripe for what I am trying to do than the people who have suffered the most at the hands of this white man. That's his words, not mine's. His words. There's got to be something behind that. This man was all over the world at a time when people didn't even travel like that. He could have set it up anywhere. But he saw something in the black man and woman in America. The same thing that Master Farah Muhammad and Elijah Muhammad saw. The same thing Noble Drew Ali saw. The same thing Henry Garnett saw. William Blyden. All these great leaders that pushed our people up. They saw something in us that we don't see in ourselves anymore. And this is not taken away from loving my brothers and sisters in Africa. I love them. But I'm not starting an orphanage in, in, in Africa when I have orphans due to the, the illegal drug policy here in America that has imprisoned parents and left kids astray, right here in America? How can I go over there consciously and start something? At some point, yep. we got to start prioritizing ourselves. Hey, let me, just, let,
8: me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question real quick, because I, I can say that my, my grandmother, I, I don't know many people that have done so. Uh but I do know that my grandma got caught up in giving back to uh I guess the children uh in Ethiopia, right? I remember the crackers
5: mm-hmm. used to used to,
8: the, the the post yeah. that shit. But my grandma right, was right. one of the ones that they quote unquote got. But I know damn well out of the out of the heart that she was giving will with she was given to a little boy, a little girl that she could sure. identify with. And I definitely understand what you what you guys are saying because she you know, from what she knew, she was doing the right thing. In my opinion, I might have my criticism, cause uh, she she would bad. You know, she would give her time in the church, and and do things in the community that way. You feel right. me? Um So I can't mm-hmm. say that she was just, but I but I can say that that type of mentality is more so beneficial than not beneficial when we are so cliquish today with our brothers and sisters. You understand? Where because a brother is in from out of town, you know, and has a different type of gear, a different type of slang. Now he's going to be treated a certain type of way, you know, rather than hey, this is this is our brother. You understand? Know right. So when we're talking about what it means to be Pan-African, or the fact that hey, our brother, a brother in hurt uh, somewhere, is a, is a brother in hurt, you know, um, anywhere. You feel me? Yes, so, so I, mm-hmm. if, if if you're closer to a brother or to some to to some resources, because I don't, I, I, I'm even in my conversation. Of course, if I would give a damn about brothers and sisters in Africa, you know what type right. of idiot would I be to not give a damn about our brothers and sisters here? Yeah. But I want to kind of, I guess, start the, uh, a culture for our brothers and sisters here because I know a lot of brothers and sisters here that have money to quote unquote make it rain. Getting engulfed mm-hmm. inside European culture, you understand, going places every day doing hey, well, let's 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 give back to some brothers and sisters that may not have, you know, whether they be here or in the continent, you know, and hopefully but, uh, that will start to trickle down in everybody, everywhere. That when it comes down to people looking like us, they will start to do something like because I know we can do stupid stupid stuff, absolutely, and when, uh, you know, I, absolutely, this cracker. Yeah. This, this
2: I think you're absolutely on the money, you know what I'm saying? But, I, you know, however, just to add to what you're saying, because you're right, man, we're humanitarians, especially where we see our brothers and sisters in need, we should always help. I, My prayer, you know, I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, subscribe to some of the Abrahamic faiths, some of the uh, part of the piece of it. So I, my prayer is, is that your grandmother's, uh, man, intentions are accepted. Damn, you know, that's horrible right. that someone would yeah. take advantage of somebody intending good. But I want to say this, though. Here's the danger. There is a danger with, um, you know, not, not I want to say, because we can't, you help everybody, but the dangers of when you're doing so much for just melanated people, people of color, for the color throughout the worldwide, and don't have an anchor where you're at, what ends up happening. And I'm a person who, you know, I practice some African traditional ways, a little bit of e a little bit of, you know, Things are like this. Um, and what ends up happening, since we're not anchored, since we don't believe in ourselves as new African people, we begin to utopify. We begin to make Africa a heaven on earth, and therefore it makes the our brothers and sisters on the, on the continent gods. I know people that are um, Africans from America, new Africans that only want to marry Africans from the continent. And then they will even go so far into the divide, oh, African women and so on and so forth. And then the exploitation of the love that we have from Africans by colonized Africans, by Africans who dress like we would think. You know, let me tell you something. Some of them Africans them bobbers and all that put that shit on when we go visit them. When we leave, they throw on their Run DMC t-shirt, Tupac t-shirt, Nike hat or whatever. You know what I'm saying, but they know they know to, to sell us this dream if we're not grounded in oh, who right, we again. are and go to these and go and when we go to these places, go as you know looking at it as I'm going to um, embrace an aspect of my ancestry, I'm going to appreciate the culture ritual, but I'm not going to go try to submerge myself so deeply in it that I become Nigerian. Because I'm not Nigerian. I'm New African. You know, and if and I have to address, you know, not just the cultural aspects of that, but the, but the social, economic, and political problems that brings for my whole being over here. There are people who can't acknowledge the crime that they did, don't know what to do with the surplus, and just have a deeply embedded hatred of me because of my existence. You know what I'm saying? So... If I don't make that a priority, then it ain't gonna be me to. If there's not gonna be any me to help anybody else. And I think other people recognize that. That's how they can afford to lend out a helping hand. They first get in the position to at least be, um, you know, if they lend a the helping hand and it gets slapped, it's not gonna uh, gonna affect them. You know, we're not even in the position to know if our dollars like you said about your grandmother, <clears throat> excuse me, to know if our dollars are reaching their destination. If we really want to be sincere about that, man, we have to get all the way into it to having people with the rice on the damn boats, people in the village, our people sending back reports. And I don't know if we've developed networks of connection like that. I'm going to say this and conclude it. And I'm not saying this to you or, or any of my sincere pan brothers, but sometimes, like Shaka said, it can be escapism. It can be to a our guilt complex to address the issue here that black people face the new African face in America is daunting, man. It's hard. It's real. It's Trayvon Martin. It's George Floyd. It's Breonna Teller. It's real. It's in your backyard. It's every time your ass get pulled over by police, it's real. So it, it, it's a certain trauma that comes with that. So how do we, a lot of people address it? Some people address it through religion in other ways, but this Pan-Africanism, if not careful, they address it by, they must address the black issue and the injustice felt by black people, but put it in overseas so that way I can't really see if it's having the overall effect. You can tell where your shit is going here, and you realize, man, I'm not doing enough to free black. See, when you send a few dollars overseas, you can, okay, I, I sent $150. Over here, you can spend $150 and say, damn, I still ain't doing enough. You can give your sweat and blood and say, damn, I'm still not doing enough. So I think that to me, a lot of times, that's what it is. I think it's just a real fight, and we'd rather hit the midget than knock the big nigga out in the schoolyard uh, rather than fight the schoolyard bully. And I think America's a schoolyard bully. Right,
3: right. sir. Sure. I think also a lot of it is like the brother says something that's clear. And I, I and dealing with psychology, I went to school for that and studied that. A lot of our cliquism that we have here is because we don't address or deal with the deficiencies and differences that we have right here. That's why we keep locking ourselves into these cliques. Because we don't want to deal with that. We don't say, Okay, we need to shut everybody else out. Like we're a house, we're one family. Right now, no, you, you can't you can't sleep over in nobody else's house tonight. You can't invite no friends over for the next seven days. You can we gonna sit down together as a family and we're gonna get ourselves right first. You know, Cuba Castro's Cuba has been influential in helping everybody else's struggle. But you know how Cuba was able to help everybody, including Africa? Because Cuba helped Cuba first. Cuba built Cuba, and then Cuba was able to help others in need. You know what I mean? And and think about that, man. During in Katrina, and I'm keeping it real. Like, just like I hold politicians accountable in the black community, I hold black people accountable too. We ain't going to just be the white man all the time. You know, Cuba sent boats over here to aid and assist the blacks here in America, African, New African. America told Cuba, "We, we can't come in. Venezuela sent boats over here, and America told Venezuela, your boats can't come. And then when Africa sent the boats over here, oh, my bad, Africa ain't send no boats. But when it was a situation in Saudi Arabia, Africa sent boats. When it was a situation in China, Africa sent boats. Like, I'm sorry, I can't just sit down and act like that didn't happen. Saying I I don't like my brother. I love my brothers and sisters in Africa. God damn it, they're going to have to be accountable just like everybody else. You come over here, you benefit from my blood and sweat. My mama, my daddy, died in that cotton field, hung off of that willow tree, got their head busted in Chicago, got their head busted in New York. Died on them trains sneaking to get educations. Died inside the jails that they locked and burned us in. My mama and daddy over here did that. And you come over here, you my cousin, you come over here and reap the benefits of my mama and daddy, and you don't even do so much as look me in the eye. No, I can't keep keep acting like that don't exist. But but but
8: but I I, I will say I, I, I think it's a, the it's a situation of uh, T'Challa to, to and Killmonger. Basically, you 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 know what I'm saying? Even because you can't separate one from, from the other. You know, the that's fact right that we are now historically inclined and we've been educated, we see that the only reason... That's a good example. We went through a lot of those atrocities here is because we went through a lot of those atrocities on the continent. The majority of people that I know known to do their ancestry, they have the overwhelming amount of ancestry that points back to Africa. So it's it's not like you know, and I know uh, a lot of us have the, you know, uh, Columbus for Columbus. You know, the fact that we migrated over here, but in the actuality is that, you know, our people, our heritage, the culture, it comes, uh, it has a lot to do with Africa. So, like I said yes. again, yeah, we we don't we we, we don't we don't want to separate ourselves. Just like when you're talking about how black people were treated in the olden days, all black people weren't treated. The way that black people were treated in the Deep South, you understand. So that's that's a specific and detailed role. But me, from being from the South, I'm not going to take that like a brother or a sister isn't going through something on the West Coast. You understand? I take or even down in Australia, or brothers in on on the continent. You know what I'm saying? I I I take I take all that. I take consideration of all that shit. So even we're on the, on the line now. Where well, we're not talking to brothers in our own hometown, where well, we're becoming right. collective with people, people that aren't even in our own city, our own state. So this, this is the mentality we must have, rather than being defeated by like, like you said, like we said, like oh yeah, we're going to think inside a click mode and separating, because we could very well be on an African call tonight or on a call with some mm-hmm. of, of some mm-hmm. of our brothers and sisters from Nigeria. Maybe helping them figure some stuff out in their area. Again, like I said, you guys are able to render such great information, such great education without even being in my in my uh, direct area. So I feel like, hey, right. because we have access to so- such technology, hey, let's do it. You guys are uh, doing a great job, and let's uh, let's let's defeat these these lines that the mm-hmm. Europeans.
2: That's up, right. Uh, I, I agree yeah, with the yeah. brother, like the brother said. I agree
0: with and him. we're coming down Go to on. our
2: last uh, seven minutes. And I agree with the brother. And brother, we thank you for, man, rocking out with us, man. Uh, yeah, and like I said, I agree with the brother, uh, like the brother was saying. But I, 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 I just want to add this in the last minute. One of the reasons, too, we relate, even though we're in different regions, our enemy was the same. The terror, the brutality, the uh tac- tactics may have been different but the objective the goal the and same. the trauma was the same yeah they may not hung us from trees in you know new york but they drug them from street cars or put them in front of street cars you know what i'm saying yeah they may not have, you know ku klux klan them uh in in in, in st louis but i mean you know they i mean in oklahoma but they had the uh uh Walsh, you know, the, one of the worst massacres in history. So the trauma is there. That's what we're saying. If we're new, if we're not discluding our brothers from the African continent. What we're saying is our trauma is unique. It's unique. We are unique people. And we have to embrace that uniqueness. And the trauma with us is very real. And the way we deal with it is very real. going to be different because not only was the trauma different, but the tools we were given to handle it with were different. We were given different language, different food, different religion. So our psychology is even different. We had a, a whole new trauma that is upon us and then not given any tools to express it or handle it. And then we birthed some of the most wonderful shit, jazz, blues, hip-hop, break dancing. But due to a lack of identity, amnesia, we don't know these are sacred sacred shit we do it. And we give it away to our pre- we. We do what we're bred to do, produce. So, no, like Shaka I, said, man, we got a lot of issues that we got to deal with. Right. And
3: I, I'm going to say we're crucial to the fam,
2: man. and I'm going to turn the mic over to Shaka. Yeah.
3: On my last closing, man, I agree with the brother saying 100% that the separation of white supremacy is a global experience, you know? But I have to end by saying, so far, it seems like it's only the African in America, the new African, who has taken on the responsibility Of fixing everybody I want our other brothers and sisters To shoulder some of that responsibility Shoulder some of that with us You know stick your hand out a little further You know That's what we have to see Like T'Challa and Killmonger There's a the T'Challa side of it they, they didn't see outside Wakanda They were good You know what I mean And it's, we're not, we, we can't see outside of these walls And his thing was the anger Because you didn't see outside the walls I'm not angry at our brothers and sisters on the continent. I think that they're fighting tremendously and bravely against their situation. But we've been fighting our situation and their situation. And we just can't do it no more. We need y'all to get involved.
1: Yo, all I need is one mic, one beat, one stage, one nigga front my face oh, on yo, oh. the front page, only if oh, I had one gun, man. one girl and one friend, right. one to show me how to do things, is Sunday, pure, like a cup of virgin blood, mixed with 151, one sip, will make a nigga flip, writing names on my hollow tips, plotting shit, mad violence, who I'm gon' body, this hood, politics, challenges Leave bodies, chopped up in garbage, seeds, watch us, grow up and try to follow us, police watch us, roll up and try knocking us, one Money I just couldn't be. My time is up. With my love, I got up. The cops shot again. Bust stop glass bursts. A fiend drops as Heineken. Ricocheting between the spots that I'm hiding in. Blacking out. I shoot back. Fuck getting hit. This is my hood. I'm a rat. To the death of it. To everybody, come on. Little niggas is grown. hood rats. Don't abortion your wound. We need more warriors soon. Sent from the stars, sun and the moon. And it's like a police chase. Street streets sweep with coppers. Sick of kids with no conscience. Leaving victims with doctors. If you really think you're ready to die. What knives out, this is what knives about Niggas, The time is yeah, there. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic. All I need is one mic, one mic. All I need is one blunt, one page, one pen, one prayer. Tell God forgive me for one sin. Matter of fact, maybe more than one.